Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Trust in Messiah. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, in the Raptors hoodie are you? I am your producer, Matt Duncan. Freddie, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, trying to stay safe here during, you know, the age of age yeah. of new variants and yeah. and not free rapid tests. Doing my best. I, know. But, I just uh, bought some. I just bought some rapid tests for uh sixty-five bucks it came to for uh five tests. I love it. I, I personally am just going to, I'm just like putting, like every time I go into shoppers, I'm just like throwing a 20 on the ground. Being oh like, my God. You guys, you guys won. Um, <laughs> That's the worst place to go for them. <laughs> yes, it truly is. Uh, okay. Well, we're not, we're not uh, just going to, uh, you know, make digs here on no, we love uh, unavailable shoppers. healthcare uh, yeah. and the attack on our public system, but we are going to let you know, we are a Raptors podcast. We are hardcore Raptors fans. We have analysts on, we have comedians and, uh, we, yeah, we have a good time. We talk NBA too. Maddie, what's up? If people want to help us, you know, kind of like grow as a podcast, support us in any way, how are they going to do that? You can go to our website, dunkspodcast.com as well as the sonar network.com. Our, podcast is there for you to listen to but of course you're always on the podcatcher so please subscribe and rate uh you can pretty much listen to us anywhere from spotify to amazon music to all those like critch and crunch and crooch and whatever else these podcast apps are you gotta find the one that works for you it's me i'm a pocket cast kind of guy but uh you know we everyone's got their own freak flag that they want to fly so go for it and if you want to join our patreon please do i think we've got a little content coming your way very soon so maybe it's time to get in if we start having some more extra content on the patreon you know it's not just the same day uh recordings that you're gonna get you don't have to wait and as well there's no ads that play in those episodes that we put on patreon so you know it's clean it's fun and you're giving us a little bit of support and as well uh, speaking of support, your head needs support, and that is the toque. And we still have five ready to go. Get them while they're hot. There's supply shortages all over the world, so we don't know when we're going to get these damn toques back in stock. Matt, you're such a pro. You covered all the loose ends. Whether you know, you're listening to this pod on your cricks, cratches, or crunches, <laughs> um, we do appreciate it. We had two really, really good guests uh, on today. Uh, Vong show was returning. Um, you can check out his podcast on the Sonar Network. Uh, it is called You Better Represent, dealing with representation uh, in Hollywood, uh, in front of the camera and behind the camera. We got uh, Internet Lauren, a.k.a. Lauren Mitchell, a wonderful comedian, a host of Cavern, uh, The Cavern of Secrets. And uh, she's also doing live shows. You can check her uh her shows uh, with her comedy partner at uh, the Garrison. I think it's, she said the first Monday or second Monday uh, of every month, COVID permitting. Um, 
man, you know, we talk, uh, you know, Utah as a six man, potentially we talk, uh, Nav Batia, uh, getting played by Cal Penn in, uh, in his own movie, his own biopic and what, what it would be like if, if he, if he almost missed a game, how are we going to dramatize that? We talk Zion and, and weight issues and how to navigate that. And um, we also talk kind of forgotten storylines in the age of, you know, Omicron, but uh, yeah, without, you know, a- any further ado, I think we're, we're probably good to get cracking here. Uh, I will say, uh, as I usually do, um, Black Lives Matter, stop Asian hate, uh, email your city councilors and defund the police. And also, uh, you know, I usually add something like this, but you know, just stay engaged. we got an election coming up. Uh, you can make your voice heard uh, in Ontario. So make sure you do do that. And um, yeah, let's talk some basketball. Let's get rolling on this episode. It was a very, very fun one. Maddie, if you feel like we're Good to get started here. Please just give me those deliciously tasty words. Okay. Okay. okay let's uh, let's do this. Let's get this pod rolling. Uh, I'm very excited to have these two guests on. Uh, it's been a wild week in the NBA. Uh, you know, not super wild for the Raptors, but also not unwild. Um, yeah, let's sh- let's just get rolling here. Uh, they've done the pod um, once before. I'm excited to have them back. Uh, they are uh, with the Sonar Network. We'll be plugging their podcast, of course. Uh, an incredible comedian, uh, fun person, and um, yeah, I'm gonna learn more about them. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone for Vong Show. Hey, what up? Listen, usually I, I'm just a bit stunned right now. Usually there's music that comes flying in. Oh. Uh, but let's just, I mean, I don't know. Is there, can you hear music? Can you not hear it? I, I can't hear it. I can't hear it either, but we, we know it's there. Oh, so it'll, it, it, it'll be there in the app. Oh, I know why, because this is why. Okay. Oh, okay. If there, it comes in at the end. There you go. Dude. <laughs> No, I didn't have my uh, mixer plugged into the StreamYard. Sorry, everyone. Ah, uh, all good. Um, we're we're making it work out here, you know. Shortest days of the year. Come on, right? Uh, Vong, what's up? Thanks for doing the show again. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I'm 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 excited. This is a great time for the Raptors. It is a great time for the Raptors. Uh, it's been a fun like development year. I think if, yeah, I mean, I've said a million times in the pod, but if you're not hanging on every win and loss, uh, there's a lot of fun (laughs) storylines, but um, yeah, let's, uh, let's bring on guest number two. Uh, She has never done the pod. Uh, We've known each other for a long time. Uh, I think I knew about her a long time, you know, before we ever met. She's an incredible comedian. Um, She did my show rap battles way back in the day. Uh, Also is the host of uh, cavern of secrets and, um, yeah, just an incredible person all around. Amazing comedian, awesome writer. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Lauren Mitchell. Okay, there's the music, you know? Vong, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> it's giving vacation. It's yeah. giving island. It's giving Evita. 
What's that song you listened uh, to right before you spread that virus as far as it could go on the shortest day of the year? Oh, it was royalty free. Let me tell you. Amazing. Um, what's up? How are you? Thanks for doing the pod. Yo, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I'm super excited when you asked. So stoked to be here. Sweet. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, let's, let's just dive right into it. Um, Maddie, I know you're there. Don't need to play the uh, existential, like, are you there game? <laughs> I've done that for probably about 40 episodes straight, you know? So, um, but yeah, give me your, your loudest, noisiest, weirdest Raptors sting. Nice, sick. Uh, okay, Vong, let's uh, let's start with you. Um, and uh, I guess just you know, an open ended question if you want to take it in a different direction, but um. I feel like Utah Watanabe is becoming the sixth man for the Raptors. Um, obviously, Birch has been injured. Uh, Precious uh, hopefully is doing okay. Uh, he's under COVID protocols. Um, but uh, Utah, you know, since he's come back, is like a big part of the lineup. He just seems to be like the perfect role player. Uh, yeah, did uh, I guess my question is, do you think he's the this season six man or? You know, is it more of a situational thing right now? I think, you know, you said you said two things there. One was with with the injuries. And I think while while OG Ananobi is out, um, for sure, I think that Utah can be our our sixth man of the moment. I I don't think of the year, but of, of the moment. Um, because he 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 can back up either either Pascal or Scotty. Um, he brings that energy. He brings the defense. He brings, you know, the three point shooting. But you know, definitely off the bench, it's it's that it's that energy that's most important. Um, I would say though, like for the year, I, I would say it'd be tough because I feel like on this team we kind of have like forget like a, like a six man uh, bench player. We more have like six starters because once once we get OG back um, and Kem back, I think it's going to be situational on you know on who's going to be who's who's going to be in our starting lineup and so the person who gets squeezed out I think would be our sixth man of the year so either if that's Gary Trent or if that's Scotty Barnes or if that's Kem Birch um whichever of those gets squeezed out um I think will be our sixth man because they're the you know they're kind of um you know good enough to be on the on the starting lineup but yeah they're definitely not enough room yeah I think that's that's exactly right um you know, Utah doesn't really seem like he's going to be a, a starter level player for the Raptors, and um, and Birch will start when he comes back. OG will will start. So I think Trent or um, Trent or uh, oh, who else? Barnes. Yeah, I think is, is oh. definitely a candidate. Um, it doesn't seem like Boucher. I, I think I think that's why I brought up this question. I just feel like Utah's really outplaying Boucher. Oh, and yeah. f- for a while, I thought maybe Boucher was like the person who's going to come off the bench and like light it up. But it just seems like Utah can really play. He can really give the team, you know, what they need. But uh, yeah, to your point, I do think it is um, pretty situational right now. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Orn? Where where are you at? Uh, you know, do you think Utah is 
a potential six man uh, for the Raptors? Or, you know, do you think it's a little bit situational? Yeah, I agree with with the both of you. I think it definitely is situational, but I think that Utah is doing what Nick Nurse likes, which is performing when he needs to perform and being versatile. And I think you see that in him playing minutes over Boucher, right? Like Boucher wasn't really coming through and coming through in those clutch moments. And Utah Mm -hmm. has been. So, you know, he's doing what Nick Nurse likes. And if he's doing what Nick Nurse likes, then he's going to play minutes in NBA games, I think. Yeah, totally. And I I feel like Utah's really good at not making mistakes, which, you know, Mm -hmm. to your point, it's like nurse. I love how you said that too. It's like nurse likes people who are really good and do what they're (laughs) supposed to like, because he does seem to have that tone. Like even in, you know, his post games, like sometimes the answers are just like so basic and they'll, (laughs) they'll be like, why'd you go with, you know, Justin Champagne? And he'll be like, well, everyone else sucked. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. It's like I, I think I, I'm I'm a very sensitive person, so there's always a part of me that's like, "Hey, Nick," but then there's another part of me that it's like, "Okay, this is a high, like, you know, high octane atmosphere, and they're all, uh, you know, a lot of the players are worthy of like opportunity. So at this, uh, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. somebody does have to get cut. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no! I didn't say yeah. Like we've got we've got a really deep team, and you know, as evidenced by the fact that we're we're still keeping our our heads above water, above, um, you know, even with all these injuries going on. Yeah, I I think so. You know, I feel like I uh, I I was probably overly optimistic, but I said Raptors six in the East before the season started, and my logic was that I feel like we have the type of roster that's young and can kind of stay afloat during the regular season and it's going to be by committee and short of my, my, my one caveat is that if Fred goes down for any significant length of time, then that I think the bottom could fall out. But you know, if Pascal goes, you know, Pascal was injured. OG has been injured. And I think that this team can still be pretty good uh, without those guys, you know, not both of them, but um, okay. Uh, I want to, uh, I want to get, Silly and weird. I mean, we're already prone to do that here. But uh, Maddie, come in. It's uh, it's time to get into the the movie world. I uh, okay. You, the, there's a serious part of this, which is there was a Giants of Africa, um, you know, event, and uh, uh, Masai contracted COVID. Looks like uh, Nav Batia also contracted COVID. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure about precious but he's under you know uh like isolation or whatever uh and it came out that nav uh has not missed a game so since the raptors a home game uh since the raptors started in 95 has been to you know 41 (laughs) home games a year like it's just absolutely madness was he at the tampa Um, games he wasn't, I don't, okay, he wasn't at the Tampa games 
and I'll email him that you said that. Okay. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? I bet you he was at the Tampa games. Come on. Um, really? No, probably not. Probably not. That, you know, that doesn't count as a home game. Come it on. It was a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't count. That's yeah. 72 away he, games. He took the team to Bush Gardens. They had a laugh, you know? <laughs> um, shout out Orlando's Bush Gardens. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I've made fun of it extensively, but it does seem pretty cool. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. So uh, that just got me thinking, like, I want a dramatization, uh, you know, like a quick, quick paragraph or something. I want, I want to hear what, what you think would be like, you know, uh, what would be, oh, I'm sorry. A key part of this is there's a Nav Bhatia movie coming out. Um, and, oh God, I'm forgetting his name. Cal Penn. Cal Penn. Uh, yeah. It's playing Nav. Uh, thank you, Matt. And I want a dramatization of like a day where, where, where Nav almost missed a game, but still made it. So uh, let's, let's start with you, Lauren. G- give me, um, even if you're like making it up on the spot, that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, like what's a, what's a dramatic scenario anytime, any year uh, that, um, that Nav almost missed a game, but did make the game eventually. Okay, well, first of all, thank you for letting me know that there's a movie about Nob and that he's being played by Kel Penn, because I did not know that she was in development. <laughs> right? I'm in color me intrigued. <laughs> um, okay, I do think that whatever, whenever it is, it has to like involve the TTC. There has to be yep. an extended like you know how we all get fucked up by the TTC. Like yes. I've been late to a Raptors game because the TTC had had me i can swear right oh yeah that's okay oh yeah okay. The TTC only when you talk me, about the ttc but yeah <laughs> okay yeah the ttc had me fucked up you know what i mean yeah. so yeah. uh <laughs> driver change so, i get you what the fuck yeah and i feel like if it's if it's giving like harold and kumar sort of mm-hmm. that you know maybe like nav accidentally took some edibles because i just like i don't want to slander him like not that <laughs> As, as a bona fide <laughs> yeah. stoner, I don't think you can slander people for smoking weed. But, um, you know, allegedly, whatever, if he's not into that, then I don't <laughs> yeah. want him to be offended. <laughs> but let's say maybe he accidentally has an edible sure. and then he has this crazy stoned adventure on the TTC. And like somehow like Jack and Maddie D are there. Oh, he like yeah. runs into them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's not fully fleshed out, but in no, my it's mind, okay. it's... <laughs> It's very sto- it's very stoner comedy realness. <laughs> hey, I'm very into it. Uh, I'm definitely picturing Nav like you know being in like you know how there's like old old bay, not to spice like old bay station. <laughs> like somehow he's in there with like a like you know like a headlight or whatever. Um, I guess were they filmed for- the Grimes video? <laughs> yeah, they're looking for evidence of the Matrix uh, fight scene and the Grimes video. And the one installation I saw uh, there at Nuit Blanche. Um, so iconic. <laughs> <laughs> iconic, you know. Subsonic Sounds was a pretty good one, not going to lie. Uh, okay. Um, Vong, what's up? Give me hey. your, your your drama-filled day. We're Vong, you know, yeah, like, or we're Vong. We're, we're, we're Nav, uh, you know, has something happened but still does make the game. Yeah, well, I would say I'm shocked that he's never missed a game in 25 years because he has to come in all the way from Mississauga or Etobicoke. And goodness sake, you think they'd be the traffic is so horrible that uh, mm-hmm. you'd think he would have missed at least one. So that, totally. that that is shocking to hear. But I would say, um, 
You know, since it's Hollywood, I would say the setup would have to be like really dramatic. Like it was a really important game. Like, it, like I, I would like place the storyline of this was like game seven in that series where we're playing against uh, the 76ers and uh, he's got to make it there. But, you know, the 76ers, um, you know, they I would say that somebody from the 76ers kidnaps them. Oh, OK. Um, yeah, good. because he's like our good luck charm. And actually, I got this idea from, you know, I watched too much episodes of, of Saved by the Bell when I was young. Sure. And, um, you know, I, I lots of kidnapping they, in that show. Yeah. Well, what it is, is when when they <laughs> play their rival, I think valley high or something like that i don't know why i'm actually remembering the names of their rival school but um and they had this mascot that was a pig um and so they kidnapped him and no i'm not comparing navbacha to a pig don't hey. get me wrong i'm not racist i'm just talking about the episode yeah we're, we're anyway, not coming at so, nav for real okay whether it's edibles yeah. mascot comparisons <laughs> nav, if your people are listening we're fans okay <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, and so anyway, the uh, the whole point was so they, they kidnapped the, the other team's good luck charm. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that that Nav not being there would have an effect not only on the players, but on the audience as well. Because when you're in the stadium, you know, they show him on the monitor. He is totally. like a part of the show. So yeah. I feel like the 76ers would do anything to get that advantage. So they would kidnap him. But then, I don't know, somebody... I don't know, somebody dramatic, like I guess back then we had Kawhi Leonard. So let's say uh, Kawhi Leonard's Uncle Dennis um, somehow <laughs> found a knob gotcha and uh, uh, brought him in a helicopter um, last minute. I would, that That's my storyline. Uh, that's yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. I'm very happy that, um, you know, Uncle Dennis came in there right at the end. Like I thought it was going to be just Kawhi. And I'm like, I don't know if Kawhi is a rescue mission type person, but Uncle Dennis for sure is. Um, and uh, you better believe he can fly a helicopter. Uh, okay, Maddie, what's up? We got we got Uncle Dennis choppers, edibles. Yeah. Um, you know, like from? I think, I think both Vong and Lauren's ideas. I don't, I don't even want to insert those into the the biopic about them. They're their own movies. I feel like those can stand on their own. A lot <laughs> mm -hmm. of people don't know this, but Cal Penn does kind of have a James Bond deal to do a bunch of different movies as Nav, and one of them is called uh, Nav and Jerry Diaz Go to Harvey's. <laughs> So as we've said okay. on the podcast before, Jerry Diaz is another courtside season seat holder. He's the head of the auto workers union in Ontario. And what makes them get along so well is because obviously we know Nav owns car dealerships. So he's in the car world just as well. So these two guys want to smuggle in some Harvey's burgers into the game. And okay. there's all kinds of tomfoolery that happens on the way to that happening because they got to stuff their pants with all these Harvey's burgers. And uh, on the way, we're going to have all kinds of things that are going to, you know, like maybe they're, uh, they're driving and they, they <laughs> they're, stuck, they're just stuck on the DVP forever, sure, just, sure. just forever, just like, you know, a very like, uh, I, I'd like to see a scene where they just kind of are sitting in traffic and they have a heart to heart about cars and stuff. Uh, but yeah, once they get there, they, they, you know, it's the big moment. They've got the Harveys. They're in their seats. Now they don't exactly sit next to each other. Uh, if, if I'm Jerry, uh, you know, Nav's a bit over there, but he could see a wink if they were to wink. Right. So these guys, they've got, they've 
<laughs> they've got the Harvey's burgers, and then they they meet at center court halfway through, interrupting the game. Okay, right now this is where you make a cameo in your season seats. Huge. They launch one of the Harvey's burgers. Three oh nine. Yeah, the 309. Yeah, pretty far, but okay, yeah. <laughs> so that's when we find out that Nab actually is like Rookie of the Year. And that's <laughs> okay. going to set up the next movie where he's wow. going to be a pitcher for the Chase. So anyway, put a lot of thought into this. They go to Harvey, and I'd probably take some idea uh, from Lauren too. And yeah, maybe they aren't edibles trying to get to Harvey's just to <laughs> spice it up. Throw in edibles too? <laughs> wow, how dare you? Um, I'll, I'll say this. I love that you like right away are like, this isn't one movie, it's 10. Also, <laughs> the first movie's boring. They're on the highway the whole time. Um, it's like, uh, oh God, what's that? Uh, uh, the guy who plays Bane, he's in that movie where he just drives. Oh, Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy. I heard that movie's good. Locke, I think it is. I heard it's actually good, but I just imagine, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's in the car the whole time. Um, <laughs> Okay, huge. Uh, I'm glad that you brought Harvey's in the mix. You know, a Canadian chain. Thank you. Shout out to the president of the Auto Workers Union in Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Big solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? Thanks, Matt, for mapping out the floor plan just so people can see where the, where the season seat holders are. Uh, all right, mine is, um, I think it's pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm Okay, here, here's what I'm doing. I don't know the exact year, but picture this, you know, Nav's at his, his dealership and the ice storm uh, happens. So people are losing power. You know, the, the dealership loses power. People start to kind of, you know, make noise around the dealership. He's like, what am I going to do? I got to guard these cars. You know what I mean? He starts setting up like booby traps, like kind of home alone style. They're not working. Uh, people are evading them pretty easy. Uh, so he he gets a gun. So um, Nav gets a handgun. He's hanging on to it, and he's in his panic room. Um, it's really scary, actually. It's like a horror part. And there's a break-in. There's a break-in to, uh, you know, to, to the dealership. And he's like, I don't know what to do, man. I don't want to hurt anybody. So he shouts out, like, get out of here, like. Um, but then, <laughs> then he hears someone say, go Celtics. So he just starts firing like through the wall. Uh, and he hears a <laughs> scream. He goes out, he sees a little bit of blood and he can't find it. And then he sees someone running away with a, with a bloody arm. And he, you know, runs after them for a bit and he loses them. But then he decides he's got to get back to the dealership. And it's kind of like that Sopranos episode, the Russian, you don't know if you don't know if the guy survived. The Pine Barrens. Yeah, yeah, cool. What's it called? Pine Barrens. Pine Barrens. Shout out to old Sopranos episodes. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, yeah. Nav then goes, he's on time. Nice game. Uh the Raptors blow out, inconsequential. But the whole time, you know, you're in his head and he's like, Did I kill someone? I don't know. I gotta greet JV or whatever. <laughs> So, so that's that's my knob story. Nob, oh if you're going to listen to this, I swear we all like you. Okay, like we're just having fun. Um, we just knocked out thirty pages of this script. Most, yours was the most slanderous, though. Christian. It was. Yeah, I, I feel like. 
<laughs> Mine was like as soon as I said Nav has a gun, I I definitely felt the air <laughs> in my own apartment. Like just go. So I, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's not. Uh, I don't know. Pro gun, uh, Nav. What's up? Hope you're doing well. Okay, let's uh, let's talk some NBA. Uh, Maddie, uh, if you could give me your uh, your loudest, weirdest, Adam Silverest. Uh, yeah. Sting. This is Adam Silver. Yeah, here we go. Um, yeah, okay. This is, uh, I guess, kind of a difficult question. Uh, I usually have like a, a my own answer loaded in uh, to whatever question I do ask. But I, I don't I don't think that I have a specifically good answer. I'm, I'm curious about the conversation, I guess. So let's let's go to you first, Vong. And um, yeah, with with Zion, it's it's obviously a very sad scenario. Uh, well, you know, you know, as sad as sports injuries are, but you know, it's upsetting. Uh, Zion's working his way back. Uh, has had uh, surgery on his foot. There is, um, you know, I guess like a compounding issue and there's there's um, complications with his uh, his foot surgery and healing and injury. And it's looking like he might get shut down for the rest of the year. Very reminiscent of, you know, the origins of uh, Joel Embiid's career. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, also, you know, there's some Greg Oden stuff mm-hmm. there. Like, you know, just just someone who's a very, very good player plagued with injuries at the beginning of their mm-hmm. career. However... There's a lot of conversation around his weight. You know, we've seen it with Jokic as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like fat jokes and uh, just people talking about like food that they think he eats. And mm. it all it's just it just kind of bothers me. And it's just like, I don't know. I feel like we have to find a, a different oh. method as fans and analysts to talk about athletes and, and weight and injuries and all, all that, you know, sorry, uh, meandering aside. What, what do you think about the conversation around Zion and, and how can it be healthier? I guess is my question. You know, I, I think, I think there, there's two parts of it. And it is a little bit difficult, but I, I think there's two parts. I think there's the fans and the analysts and with the fans, you know, obviously with the memes, with the Twitter trolls, you know, they're, they're always going to be there. So I'm not sure we can do much about that, but the part where I'm more disappointed in Fair. is are, are the analysts um, like, you know, when, when, um, when Charles Barkley and, 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 and Shaq made fun of him saying that, you know, Zion, it was like, if they, if those two had a baby, you know, and then of course that amplified like all across the internet, even though like the other memes were like, because Shaq said it, it just really, really blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, you know, so I, I would say like, I would hope that at least like the paid analysts on TV would have a little bit more, more, more sensitivity around the making fun of somebody's weight. Now, I do think though that um, that what is fair game is conditioning, um, and um, like like conditioning uh, um, and performance and injury recovery and right. prevention. And I think all of those are affected by weight. And right. I think 
if it's held to those areas, I do think that that is fair game to talk about his weight in relation to injury prevention, injury recovery, things like that. Because you know he's injured on you know what what is it the 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 uh, the uh, fifth metatarsal, and we know that weight does affect that. So I do think there's a conversation to be had mm-hmm. um, if they keep it to those areas as opposed to literally just you know putting up like photos of him like before, after and making fun of him. Um, But I will say where it gets complicated is um, with NBA players and and with Zion in particular, when they are in shape and they're doing workouts and they're posting their workout videos, then they get all the praise for looking good. I think that's why when they're not looking as good, um, then people are comparing those two photos because with Zion, um, you know, I remember prior to entering the NBA bubble, he was really posting a lot of like photos of like, you know, look at all the weight I've lost. Here's where right. I am now. So, you know, even though I don't love it, I can I, I can see like the before and after pictures are coming both from his Instagram and they're comparing what he said about himself. So. I don't know. It It is unfortunate, but, you know, it sounds like I'm blaming the victim, but I am saying like, you know, you, you also can't take all of the praise um, when you're posting these, these photos um, when you're in shape and then not expect to, to get some backlash when you're, when you're a little bit out of shape. Right. Yeah. No, I think, you, you know, you, you had some good points with, uh, with conditioning and, I think it is complicated when someone is a public figure and, you know, Zion, for instance, is someone who, yeah, is like known for being powerful. And I think his size is a part of that. And, you know, similarly, you you can go go the other way with a guy like Chris Boucher, where his weight's constantly discussed in terms of like having not enough power. And yeah, I mean, I I think, I, I think I would hope that, people would be more sensitive and, and, and your point about fans is exactly correct. It's a, it's a little bit like that's, I guess, for the trolls and analysts is where is maybe, you know, there's more responsibility and not necessarily this podcast, but we're trendsetters and, you know, the, the language we use to describe bodies and that sort of thing, I feel like does ha- have a, you know, trickle down effect and, you know, not to, not to shout out Reagan, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, Lauren, where, where are you at on this, like this Zion conversation? And I guess just like in general. Yeah, I will say, um, as someone who's only gotten into basketball in the last, like, you know, five ish years Mm -hmm. in any sort of meaningful way. And like, this is the first sport I've ever followed. Um, I will say that I think it's super, super weird how, everyone across the industry speaks about athletes generally. It is. Um, Yeah. I think there's like a, a deep misunderstanding about the labor in sports. This is probably a whole other conversation, but I I think it, it, I think it kind of plays in here. Like their bodies are used for labor, right? Like that they are the workers, some of the workers in, in the NBA. And so I have always thought it's really weird generally how people speak about athletes. And then on top of that, I, I do feel quite alienated by the way in which they speak about their bodies and their weight and all of that stuff. It, it's pretty jarring, you know, as someone, it is. If, 
like, I'll be candid with you. I've had a history of disordered eating in my life and it is very jarring to hear people speak about it. Like just on TV, like professionals Mm -hmm. being like, yeah, that guy's fat. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm like, these are professional athletes at, at an athletic peak that a lot of us will never reach in our lifetime. Yeah. I mean, so jot that down. First of all, Um, you can be, you can be incredibly fit um, and healthy and athletic while also not looking like, you know, Jimmy Butler or not looking like, you know, OG, uh, not putting all that time in to like beef up and whatnot. So I think obviously strength is a huge thing in basketball, but I just think people have this massive misconception generally about what a healthy, what a fit, what an athletic body looks like and can do. Um, I think for Zion specifically, I would just say that I feel like the other thing about athletes and injuries that we don't necessarily take into account. um, And I really do mean like sports analysts and and the people who Mm -hmm. professionally talk about sports, no, I'm just a, a a lady with an internet connection, so not ah. including myself in this. But I do think that there's like just this very weird uh, non-addressing of the trauma that comes around injury. You see that with the way people speak about Pascal hurting yourself, getting scary, scary, scary surgery that might mean that if you don't heal properly, you never play sports again. Um, You never get to do what you love again. Going back, I feel like, and putting pressure on that and working that injury, like I think there's a level of of trauma there. And I'm sure I know for a fact they have like sports therapists and all that stuff. But someone like Pascal, everyone's mad. Pascal doesn't come out, you know, running out the gate. It's like this man, I had a friend who had a similar shoulder surgery. That, That shit is scary. Like he was like, my kids can't touch me for like three months. Cause his doctor was like, you better not re-injure yourself. Like we going back in there and fixing it is not really an option, you know? So I just think that there's like sort of several layers where in professional sports, mostly just speaking about the NBA here, but there's sort of layers mm-hmm. of insensitivity and ways that, you know, we could be talking about these things that haven't really pervaded this space yet. So I think I just find that jarring maybe as a viewer, but those are sort of the, the things that I have noticed and have, no, I, have sort I, of sat with me weirdly. I love that. And I feel like this is, you know, I, that's kind of what I was going for with this question. Like, because it, it sits with me weirdly and <clears throat> I've been, you know, a hardcore basketball fan for a long time. And it's, you know, I guess when I was a teenager, it's not something I questioned as much, but it's just really kind of gotten worse and worse and not necessarily the descriptions of the bodies. Um, you know, I first, I first, like some of my first memories was the way people would talk about Shaq. Uh, it, it was nonstop with Shaq's weight. And it was always weird to me because his best, best years, he kind of carried more weight than some of his other years. And like that added to his power and his dominance. And I mean, yeah, you made so many good points. I think the layers of insensitivity, the trauma of being injured and then, and then scrutinized, you know, Pascal, Heard his, uh, I think it was his hamstring, got COVID, um, and then, you know, then needed shoulder surgery after he came back from COVID and got injured. And it was the first surgery of his life. So I think, yeah, I mean, Pascal is, to me, a great example of 
you of there's not enough empathy towards I guess public figures and maybe that kind of goes back to you know Vong talking about Zion being so public with like his his weight achievements and that sort of thing but it sort of like unlocks this nasty back door for mm-hmm. people who are yeah they have a media job or whatever and it's like they they I guess then feel entitled to like say hey well I'm I'm grading these people arbitrarily, but also I'm going to bring in like, you know, I'm going to reference the fact that Zion like has, you know, I, what, what really tipped us off for me was someone uh, I was listening to was talking about him having a cheeseburger before games. And I, and I guess there's just so much we don't understand about how we like our metabol our metabolism works and and like you said Lauren different bodies that that it would just it, that's why where this question is coming from because I feel like that's just not constructive honest mm-hmm. or or accurate to like what is happening and um, also like I hope he's not hungry before he plays basketball me too <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> exactly I hope he's having dinner like I hope all NBA players are having me dinner. too <laughs> yeah like, and, like I remember you know Again, I, I understand that you have to like, you know, Steve Nash was like had the, the famous like no sugar diet and like LeBron has like insane diets and all that kind of stuff. But there's also people who are, you know, different. Like I, I remember Embiid during some of his best playing, like, you know, his best stretches. People were talking about how he's like eating like chocolate bars and Smarties before the game. And I'm like, hey, man, that might work for him. And I feel like if the performance is there we can't scrutinize and even if the performance dips i i don't know i guess do let's i i just feel like we should challenge each other to not us specifically but um we should expect more like more sensitivity more i don't know like just just better reporting i guess also but, fat uh, jokes are lazy like they're so lazy joke they're so lazy. there's so many there's so many funny people on like nba twitter and stuff and that, that's not people making fat jokes. So, hundred <laughs> percent. And uh, yeah, I mean, let's all give them the most attention because they they're the ones who deserve it. But uh, yeah, let, let's move on. Let's uh, stick with you, Lauren. And um, okay, the, uh, COVID's the lead in here, uh, but um, we're not epidemiologists. We're not exactly sure where this is going to go. Uh, the league is clearly in a tough place, probably the toughest place since before the bubble. And, um, you know, the Chicago Bulls have canceled games. Uh, the Raptors are playing the Nets, you know, right before, uh, 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 you know, on, on the day of this recording. So uh, when folks are listening to it, hopefully the Raptors beat the Nets. But, um, yeah, lots of COVID going on. Millsap, uh, I think um, Ajinsa, perhaps uh, also diagnosed with, um, you know, or, uh, you know, in COVID protocols, all that to say, it's like, I feel like that's going to be the dominant storyline for the next little while, you know, whether the NBA should shut down, you know, how people are doing in regards to getting COVID after being vaccinated, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm curious if you uh, think not necessarily because of COVID, but just in general, like, is there a storyline or something you're thinking about that you feel like is not getting covered enough for any reason? Like just to do with the rest of the NBA or to do with COVID in the NBA? Um, I'd say take your pick. Like if it's like COVID in the NBA, that's fine. But like the the rest of the NBA is sort of what I was going for. But I mean, it was a pretty meandering question. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. No, that's okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess 
we'll see what happens, right? Like the NBA loves money. So maybe we'll just keep seeing it happening. That's probably (laughs) the answer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with any of that, but um, I have no financial stakes in it. So um, probably doesn't matter, but I do think like, you know, it was going to be fun to be like, the Lakers suck this year. And what is the league going to do about it? You know what I mean? Like, well, like, I feel like we're not going to get to talk like about that goofy shit, you know, because it's everything's going to be really serious. Yeah. And we can't just make fun of the Lakers, which I feel like <laughs> is uh, not that I have. I'm 35 years old. Not that I have any shade towards the oldest team in the NBA. Honestly, ah. very, very Tyra Banks, very Tyra Banks. Like I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Every washed 30 something basketball fans <laughs> like go 30 plus go oh come God, on Melo, yeah. let's do this but unfortunately they are absolute butt right now and um i just feel like the goofiness of people having conspiracy theories of like the lakers shitting the bed but then still getting to the western conference finals like i'm gonna miss that like level of conspiracy theory basketball mm-hmm. as the very serious covid situation will <laughs> rightly take over everything uh that we talk about lauren that was the perfect answer and i also feel way too seen as i am 35 <laughs> and washed and when i saw the lakers getting assembled and everyone's like they're so old i was like well not so old um but then yeah i think the ap- average age of the raptors is like 24 um yeah conspiracy theories the lakers still doing it weird stuff like that I feel like does kind of get muted a little bit when you know obviously there's uh, serious stuff going down but uh yeah how, how about you Vong what's um what's like a storyline you know silly or otherwise that you feel like might get muted because of uh COVID well the the first storyline is is a bit silly and it's very personal because I'm egocentric but it's it's the the effect on fans because I did have a ticket to Thursday's game against oh my god no Bulls. It was the one ticket I've I've had for like the past few months. And literally we're playing the game before we're playing the game after it's literally just my game. And I was in the 100 (laughs) section for the first time ever. I really splurged because it's Christmas. And uh, so, yes, I would say the missing storyline is mine (laughs) Um, Uh, to be to uh, bring it more, more, more seriously back to the back to the NBA itself. I, you know, right now, you know, trade season's heating up. The, um, you know, what is it? Uh, the, the players can be traded um, who were signed in the summer um, mm-hmm. starting tomorrow, I guess, or I guess uh, today, depending on when people are hearing this podcast. And so for me, I'd like to see what the effect of trade value is on players who are unvaccinated now that there's Omicron and you know, I'd like to see if any unvaccinated players even get traded or if they get traded for way less in their value because they're unvaccinated. Um, and then um, another one I think, too, that I think is going unreported is like, you know, you know, you know, like, what are the long-term effects of COVID on athletes? Um, you know, we know some of these NBA players had it very early, and there was some initial reporting um, of how they felt even months after. But, you know, mm-hmm. we're like a year and a half, two years into this. And, you know, the, sometimes people aren't taking into account, um, you know, if, if a player hasn't been doing as well, um, you know, 
maybe there are still lingering effects. Like there's, you know, there's just so much unknown and not even just for the people who, who, um, who, um, who actually got COVID, but people whose family members were, were affected like Carl Anthony Towns. Like, I don't even know how anybody can do any real analysis on him um, as a player. Cause I'm just amazed that he's even on the court, you know, his, mm-hmm. his, his mom died of COVID. I think something they said like four other immediate family members of his yeah. died from COVID and then I'm watching the broadcast and, you know, you know, and given it, it's the analyst job, so they're like analyzing his performance. But I was like, I don't even know how we can analyze anything like this dude's just gone through like, you know, four or five deaths from COVID in an 18 month span to your immediate family. Like, I don't even know, like, how we can even judge what he's doing on the court. Like, I I'm just shocked he can even get on the court and I don't, I don't know. So I think that's being underreported. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a, a great point. I feel like long COVID, you know, injuries that have resulted from or potentially from COVID, you know, I even remember, you know, Russell Westbrook, he got, he got COVID right before the, the rock or, you know, the, the bubble uh, and wasn't as good. And then people were like, Oh, Russell sucks. And I was like, man, this doesn't seem fair. Uh, Bledsoe for the Bucks got it uh, right before they got um, you know swept by Miami. Just like and you know and and injuries too. I think people have got yeah. you know injuries after getting COVID. So I feel like that is something that is also you know valid to keep watch over. And mm-hmm. it, maybe it comes back to uh, you know Lauren talking about like the layers of sensitivity. And I feel like there needs to be like a constant COVID caveat. Uh, that mm-hmm. perhaps you know, perhaps like the framing of someone doing good or bad needs to have like a kind of consistent like hat tip to this being end times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and them being injured or sick or whatever. Uh, my my storyline is uh, it's being covered a little bit, but I think that. Uh, not in a substantial way, and maybe it needs to unfold more as well. But that uh, is is the changing of the guard. Like my my whole basketball life, I have just been used to the West being so supremely better than the East that it's like a afterthought and a joke. And I think there's some dust settling going on. Like some of the teams in the East, you know, like the the Wizards or whatever are settling back down, you know, the Celtics look like they're having a bad season. So maybe that's going to even out a little, little bit, but uh, after, you know, Utah Phoenix and um, uh, uh, the Warriors, it, it seems like a massive, massive drop off in the West. And that's just not something I've ever seen. Um, and uh, yeah, it's interesting to me, but uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's finish this strong. Let's, let's do some quickish questions. I feel like we, we, we went all over the place in, in good places today. So uh, let's do it. Uh, Maddie, please join us and give me that quickish questions. Sting. Quickish questions. We made it. Quickish questions. Uh, if you know this pod, you know what's coming. I'm going to read some questions as quickly as I possibly can. I might stutter, slur, get confused. That's okay. Uh, whoever is answering the question has to answer as quickly as they possibly can. 
There's no stalling of any kind or, or, you know, you just, it's, it's a game show. You know what I mean? You got to let it fly. Matt always has tricks to buy himself more time. Absolutely is unacceptable. So please don't do that. <laughs> that so serious. It's not. It's a joke. Um, okay. <laughs> Matt, I just want you to watch, um, you know, Space Jam and uh, get it over with. And uh, then we can watch Flubber together. It'll be good times. Okay. So we, we just got two questions. So I am going to, I'm going to make this an all play. We'll go, uh, we'll go Lauren Vong, Matt, two in a row, uh, then uh, Vong Warren. Let's do this. Okay. Lauren, would they do another bubble? No. Money. Vong. Money, yeah. yeah you, that's correct, but we'll say, Vong, would they do another bubble? Yes. <laughs> I wanted you to say yes, money. Um, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> um, Maddie, would they do another bubble? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Cheers. Okay, Maddie. Yeah. I'm just going to preface this question so everyone can hear it. There's There, there was no specification. Oh, boy. So, Maddie, mm-hmm. what's your top three? My top three? That's right. Don't repeat the question. <laughs> um, I think chocolate, um, a, uh, a nice swish. Sure. And, uh, and you know, when that snowblower is, uh, got a real good hum going to it. Okay. Love it. <laughs> sound of, sound of a snowblower, sound of a swish, <laughs> and also just chocolate in general. <laughs> love it. Vong, what's your top three? Um, Animal Crossing, Breath of the Wild, and Super Mario Odyssey. Wow. Love it. Video games. <laughs> Lauren, what's up? What's your top three? Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, uh, JV. Wow. I Three love- hottest guys in the NBA. Whoa. <laughs> I was going to say members of the Heat and JV, but um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's the first time I've heard uh, anyone refer to JV as hot. I'm totally with you. Let me just shout out JV. He's best, one of the best tattoos in the game. He has a rosary tattoo, okay? And it's like falls on his chest like a rosary would. That to me is like, that's good stuff. <laughs> wow. Sorry. I actually could have said Serge Ibaka, but he, you know, he's a, he's six man, six sexiest man of the year. Yeah. Six sexiest <laughs> man of the year. He's like, wait, who's four and five? You're like, don't worry. You're coming off the bench, sir. Um, <laughs> buddies, that's, uh, that's the end of the pod. Thank you uh, both so much for doing it. And, um, yeah, you know, everyone who's been listening, sharing, spreading the good word, thank you very much as well. Uh, let's go to you first, Lauren. Um, you know, you got Cavern of Secrets. I don't know if you're you're doing a bunch of shows right now. Uh, I just did my first show a little while ago, so I don't know where everyone's at. But, um, yeah, what's going on with you? What, what do you want to let people know or what do you want to say? Well, ostensibly, my have brought, I've brought back my comedy show, me and Matt Collins. Uh, we run a comedy show at the Garrison. Nice. M- Mondays. Usually the first or second Monday schedule's a bit weird right now, but yeah, COVID permitting, I guess we have done one show. Maybe we will do more. <laughs> cool. Um, well, uh, follow, follow, uh, Lauren on Twitter. We'll, we'll, we'll give you the good so you can and definitely check out that show at the garrison. It's a wonderful venue. Um, 
Vong, what's up? What, what do you want to let people know? Um, yeah, as uh, as mentioned at the at the start of this episode, I'm I'm also uh, doing a podcast as part of the Sonar Network. Love the Sonar Network. Um, called You Better Represent. We publish weekly. Uh, we um, we review Hollywood movies through the lens of representation um, and just sort of keep Hollywood in check of whether they're they're holding up what they said they were trying to do of being more reflective of the more diverse population um, nowadays, both both uh, both um, both um, in front of the camera, like the actors and behind the scenes, too, because we, we want to make sure that, uh, that uh, people decision making power um, are also diverse. I love it. Yeah, diversity isn't just uh, you know a showy thing to do. It's uh, it's a holistic thing if you're going to do it right. Um, everyone, check out that podcast. Check out uh, you know check out Lauren's show and um, yeah, keep keep up the good stuff with uh, this podcast. And we really really do appreciate it, uh, Maddie. If you feel like we're we're done and good to go, please just give me those delicious words. Okay. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.